Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am once again honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The Business Creators Radio Show is a from-the-field podcast. Sometimes we film them from my sumptuous studio, which happens to be my Las Vegas balcony. Sometimes I'll be sitting in a coffee shop or a cigar shop, an outdoor cafe. Once I did it sitting along the side of the street with cars whizzing by. Today, we're actually indoors, where I'm with my office assistants, Princess Alessandra Francesca and Princess Stella Giuliana, who have... (laughs) Uh, who are giving me severe looks of judgment right now. And we're going to have ourselves a unique conversation. And it's about creating your dream reality. We have two very, very interesting people with us today. It's very rare that we do a three-person interview, but this is going to be different. Uh, They are Leah Rush and Kyle Boyd. They are the co-founders and creators of Coherence Trainers, LLC, and they're certified heart math trainers. So what we're going to discuss is this concept of heart coherence. We're going to get into creating dream realities. This kind of goes into some of the things I really enjoy exploring. They can define it better than I can. So Leah and Kyle, come on in. The weather's fine. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. We're so happy to be here with you and your co-hosts. Your princesses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stella right now is showing me her murder mittens. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. so we're we're so excited to be able to uh, talk to you and your guests. I mean, your your followers about creating their own reality. It's what we love to do. Uh Um, For me, it came from a whole long period of time where I was not creating a reality that I enjoyed. Okay. <laughs> so I spent yeah. my early childhood, you know, getting into trouble, running into the same roadblocks, a lot of fear, anxiety, you know, shame, pain, guilt, all those things were just like riddling my life. And um, it got to the point where I wanted, I had to change, you know, yeah. I had to change. I was going to, I was going to get into even more trouble. And so I went on this journey to try to figure out, different techniques that people could use to first off, like handle the fear, the anxiety, all these feelings I were feeling that I just did not want to have in my body anymore. And then on top of that, I wanted to start creating a life that was worthy of living, you know, one that I didn't want to have to run from one that I enjoyed. And so uh, for me, that, that brought me to the Institute of Heart Math where they teach about the connection that happens when we link our brain and our heart through rhythmic breathing. Um, so for me, I was pretty much always in my, my brain, just, you know, the hamster wheel was running all the time. But when we start doing this rhythmic breathing through our heart center, all these um, different benefits start to occur that are actually like truly mind blowing. 1200 biochemical changes take place in our body that promote growth and repair. We, wow. increase, our, we increase our cognition um, all, we are be- more able to accomplish our goals. We sleep better. We feel better. Um, and then on top of that, there's a whole magical element in regards to reality creation and what that does. And we'll get the, into that in a little bit, but that's a little bit of my background. Oh, well, great. I'm impressed with you. <laughs> Still. Yeah. So my story is a bit of the same. It's a lot of negative emotions and overwhelming anxiety and using things to cope with that that were not healthy. And um, from being a little kid on, really, I just I had some early trauma with medical stuff. And I think that kind of set me physiologically to be in anxiety and fear. 
So I went on my own little journey and I really started in the mind. So restructuring what my subconscious mind looked like. And in that pathway, I became a hypnotherapist, which I still do. That is really my main practice. But then in helping people with hypnotherapy and in other ways that I help people, I know that people need something that's easy and practical and works well. And so when I came upon heart coherence practices, it's so doable. Like if you try to get somebody to sit and meditate for an hour, they're probably not going to do it. But if you say for one minute or two minutes, you do this thing, that's really simple. And I would love to actually do a heart coherence technique with you if you're open. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's so simple. And in all my ways of helping people, I always say, you know, the lofty goals are great, but let's start with something doable. And this is so doable that it's enabled me to really help more people. And then we created this business together that is largely focused around heart coherence because it's so helpful and so easy. And then we really bring those other things into it too, with, you know, looking at your limiting beliefs, thinking about what your subconscious mind is made of. And the easiest way to see that is to see what is in your life. So if you want to know what your subconscious beliefs are, look around. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, and so, yeah, I went through a lot of years where I struggled with this idea of a dream reality or even understanding what this was. About four years ago, or maybe going on five years ago at this point, I looked out into my future and all I saw was a, all I saw was a black screen. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This was, this was the beginning. And I've referred to this so many times of a three-year period where I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So my only form of marketing during that entire time was hosting this here podcast, the business creators radio show. I didn't really have a website because I didn't know what I wanted to declare myself to be in. Mm. I had clients with whom I do some bespoke work, which are now the uh, which are now the private clients within the Business Creators Institute, but I didn't know what I wanted to market or really what I wanted to to be. And I look back at my entrepreneurial trajectory, and I recognize that up until that point, I'd simply been reacting to opportunities that had been shown to me, mm-hmm. rather than seeking my you know, seeking my dream business based on my intersection of my brilliance and my passion. Then I looked at my personal life and my and my you know, my romance dating dating and mating that sort of thing, and I realized it was kind of the same thing. And my pattern would be is I would fall hard, fast, and deep over the first chick to give me goo goo eyes. Uh, it would last for probably exactly one year, and in a couple cases, one year to the day. And then and then and then I would go through. Uh, a two to three year period of sitting back from the game entirely because I yeah. didn't want to go through that again. Mm-hmm. And, but then I looked at that whole trajectory and realized that there was no point in time where I created my vision of my ideal life partner, my ideal woman, my mm-hmm. goal for what that would look like, my goal for who I would like to have join me in that journey. Now, notice I didn't use the phrase settle or settle down or settle in. Because that is part of the issue. And in many of those cases, I was, in fact, settling. I was doing without Mm -hmm. things that I feel are very important to my own personal fulfillment. And our our kinky, perverted listeners can insert whatever belief they have into that. Uh, But then I I recognized that rather than settle, Go for what you want because it can be fulfilled. And that goes back to business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rather than settle for stuff that you can do to make money, look for what you can do to serve from your intersection of your brilliance and your passions. I say myself so many times. This came up in the discussion group I was in just yesterday where the question, it was one of those discussion starter group, you know, discussion starter questions. And it was, if you had an abrupt change in your income, what would you do to quickly raise revenue? And my answer was, and I know this now, but I wouldn't have known this before I entered that period of not knowing what my future held, not having a dream reality, is 
I would have, I would, I would have probably you know come up with some list of things I could do if I had to in a pinch. But this time I said, well, since it looks like I have some work to do, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go really hard on attracting the clients and the opportunities that I really want. Since mm-hmm. I have to put in the work anyway, might as well go in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's so interesting that you are bringing all that up. Basically, talking about how when you weren't clear on what you wanted. Uh all these things that you didn't want showed up. And so that's like, you know, the, the law of manifestation um, talks about how to get what you want. You need a clear intention plus an elevated emotion. So this is actually one of the reasons why I was so excited to get into heart math, because what we teach people is first you define exactly what you want and then you elevate your emotions through the heart math practice. And I know that sounds probably a little complicated for people who haven't heard of it before, but how it works is all of our emotions vibrate at a different frequency. This isn't woo. This is actually like scientifically proven. Oh, I follow you. Yeah. So fear, for example, vibrates at a lower frequency than gratitude. Gratitude vibrates at a really high frequency. The higher the frequency the more that energy influences matter. So the the material world is made up of matter. The higher we're vibrating, the higher our frequency, the more our energy is influencing the matter around us. So when we're vibrating at the frequency of fear, we are more mass-like and less energetic. And as a result, we're having less of an influence on the world around us. Interesting, interesting. So let's define a couple of terms. If you could tell us more about, because I mean, I've heard of, heart math, but if you could explain for our listeners what that is, since you indicate that there may be a bit of instruction needed at any rate. And then if you could explain to us the definition of this term, heart coherence, which is at the center of your work. Yeah. Yeah. So heart coherence is what heart math teaches you to obtain. And heart coherence is a state when our heart, mind, and emotions are in energetic alignment. They teach you breathing techniques on how to obtain that state. And I would love to guide you guys in that state now so you could feel it. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to have everybody focus their attention in the area of your heart. And I just want to say this practice is so actionable because you can do it with your eyes closed if you have a place where you're sitting down in your home, but you can also Mm -hmm. do all these techniques with your eyes open. So you could actually be doing this mid conversation or just when you're out. So it makes it very practical and usable. So if you can close your eyes, that's great. But if you want to leave your eyes open, that's totally fine too. Oh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I have my uh, hand on the the rudder of this ship, but uh, how I'll close my eyes. (laughs) <laughs> now, now, now I'm putting the actual completion of this episode in your hands. Ooh, All right. We'll here we go. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so if I go into some kind of deep trance and I am very suggestible, you're going to yeah, have to yeah, snap yeah. me out of it. So uh, here we go. Getting sleepy. We <laughs> yeah. are hijacking your podcast. <laughs> All right. So I would love for you to focus your attention in the air of your heart. And as Leah said, you can put your hand over your heart if it helps. Yeah. So again, you don't have to, you could just be focusing your attention there, but if you're free to, if you place your hands on your heart area, it will easily establish focus there as an option. So focus your attention in the area of your heart and imagine that your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area, breathing a little slower and deeper than usual. So try a pace of five seconds on the in-breath five seconds on the out breath in and out through the heart. We'll just do this for 30 seconds. Now, as you're breathing in and out of your heart, think about a moment in your life 
which you can feel really grateful for. Maybe it was something recent, maybe something in the past, but just try to be in that moment and see what you saw, feel what you felt, hear what you heard, and just be there now. Any moment that you're truly grateful for. And continuing to imagine your breath flowing in and out of your heart, even five seconds in, five seconds out. Remember a moment that you feel proud of, a success you had, maybe a graduation, maybe a business win. Imagine yourself there, smile, feel it, and really breathe in that feeling of feeling proud of yourself, feeling success. Now, as you continue to breathe in and out of your heart, think about a place in your life that makes you feel in a state of ease. Maybe this is a place in nature or relatives, in the forest, at the beach, anywhere that just makes you feel a deep state of ease. And within each and every breath in and out through your heart, just draw in that feeling of ease. Five seconds in, five seconds out. And next, still breathing in and out of your heart. Remember a time that you received appreciation or gratitude. It might have been from a client, might be from a partner or family or friend who really recreate and feel that feeling of hearing thank you or hearing what a good job you're doing or how you're appreciated or admired. Remember the words or if there was a gift and feel that feeling of receiving appreciation. Yeah, so thank you for, for doing this with us. Um, you'll, well, you'll notice when you can open your eyes if you close to them, that you will feel a sense of being grounded, but also calm. And when we talked about having this intention, this clear intention plus an elevated emotion, the combination of setting clear goals and then getting into an emotional state where you can be the receiver of what you want. This is, as you saw, it's just a couple minutes long, but you can truly in just a short time and more and more with practice, have a practical way to change your emotional state. Like Tony Robbins always talks about state is everything. And we don't, we don't always know how to create a good state, but this is the best way that we have found after both of us. I mean, I think we've individually done almost everything or practice that you could do in exploration. Yeah. And one of the reasons we love to teach this to businesses specifically is because this process just has so many different benefits that help um, employees in the workplace it's been proven to like drastically, significantly decrease the amount of sick days people take. Um, it increases productivity. Uh, there's just so much that, that happens. It increases communication, uh, like coherent communication. Um, it creates a better vibe in the workplace. People get along better. <laughs> it's a scientific so, Yeah, yeah. We've seen significant um, improvements when people implement this stuff. Yes. Yeah, and lowered stress levels. So if you're in stress and fear, you're basically going to create everything you're afraid of. That's a simple way to say it. Yeah, wow, so wow. wow. Well, that, but pause, pause, pause. I want to say that yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say that again because I want our listeners to hear that one. Yes. So if you are in a state of fear or anxiety, you will create what you don't want. You oh, I need, I need to hear that right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's exactly what happens. So your deepest, darkest fears and anxieties, if you spend time in those states, that's what you're going to keep creating. You're going to keep creating the one-year relationship that repeats itself. 
You're going right. to keep creating business failures. You're going to keep creating the things that you don't want. And the more you spend, the more time you spend in these elevated emotions, which you can have this tool, this power to change your state, you will be a match for what you want instead of for what you fear. Yeah, that <laughs> I, I was just I was just discussing this with somebody last night, believe it or not, that I found myself in a situation again where I'm thinking and I even recognize this consciously. Oh, this is that same pattern coming up again. <laughs> Will I manage to not blow it once again? <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and the beautiful part of this, and I've gone through my own journey of self-discovery, which took about five years and involved discovering so many patterns that were embedded mm. within me as a result of childhood experiences more than anything else. And in many cases were uh, repetitive within the family inherited traumas, resonance repatterning, inaction, mm -hmm. and holy hell, I tell yeah. you, I'm, yeah. I'm actually glad that I went through it, which involves taking sort of a, sort of a timeout, so yeah. that, uh, but yeah, whew. Yeah, so so many people uh, aren't familiar with this, but there's like an addiction that happens with a lot of people to specific emotions. So when we're younger, say we have like some highly fearful thought come up in our life because we're thinking this fearful thought, we're then releasing all these chemicals of fear into our body right. and, because, and because we're then feeling fearful, it causes us to think more fearful thoughts because that's how we're feeling, which then causes us to release more of the chemical of fear into our body, yeah. which then causes us to think more fearful thoughts, which then causes us to release more of the chemical of fear into our body. So we can get in this think-feel loop that some people can stay in for their whole lifetime. And uh -huh. what, we, what we found is, you know, heart math allows them to rewire in a new think feel loop, one that's actually healthy for them. Yes. And uh -huh. I think probably since you've done so much work around this, you may have heard of the amygdala, which is yep. your brain. And just to say, you know, a very brief description. It's that center in your brain that stores fear patterns and emotional patterns. And I found it so interesting when I started studying this, that the heart actually sends more information to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. So, I mean, there's, it's beautiful. The work that you do in your mind is really beautiful, but it's almost a shortcut really. Uh -huh. so if you're in heart coherence, you will have these signals that are sent in a stronger way to your amygdala that calm you down and help it so you can stop basically running yourself from those fear patterns that were established. Usually is where we all started this fun journey of fear <laughs> yeah. and weird emotional patterns. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and one of the things that came up was that I didn't recognize the extent to which I was stuck in all this stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are Most on autopilot, you know, and that's why once they start um, practicing, you know, like we do this with, for example, police and fire. Uh, yeah. Departments because it's such a practical way for them to get into states that are beneficial for them and out of that fear. But I've worked with a lot of different people when they start to do this and they practice it for a significant amount of time, all of a sudden, they like will tell me that they're feeling like truly good for the first time in forever. Like <laughs> since they were little kids, because they've been on that autopilot for so long that they've never actually just stopped to slow down and like remember to feel good. It's like, we have to practice feeling good. And so it's like this huge breakthrough occurs with people where it's almost like they're reborn. They're like, Oh my God, I feel gratitude. Uh -huh. They'll be like crying or something. And I'm like, wow, this isn't incredible, but it's so easy for people to, especially nowadays to just fall into these loops of fear. There's fear everywhere around us. And like you had said, it's up to us to go inward and define the life we want to live. And, and this practice allows you to do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's so many um, accompanying practices that help you do all different things but even to just search your heart for what do I want a lot of people know that and then some people don't 
you know, almost it feels like their main problem is they're so stuck in what is my purpose. So there's some ways to, through tapping in to your heart in a certain way, we help people define what exactly they want. And that is part of the process. Sometimes people are not clear about what they want. And if you get- That's a tough one. Yeah, I know. And there's all different, you know, ways around that to get somebody to know, but um, like we have some concrete processes to walk people through, but also to get into that relaxed state and get in touch with your heart, you can more easily, even, you know, like processes work, everybody's got goal setting exercises. Some are better than others. I think we have really good ones. And I I understand how the mind works. So there's a way in which you can set goals that, you know, have different levels of clarity or time forward to just work with where somebody's at, but you can get really, really clear if you are not, I think it almost puts people into a state of anxiety, this thought that other people have this purpose and other people have this clear thing that they know, and I don't know what I want to do. And that keeps them in that repeating like question. I don't, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is. And then you can start freaking out on that. Oh, it's e- oh, it's easy to freak out. Right? It's easy. To, it's easy to shut down. Yes, I've I've cool. been there. It's a disabling question. So there are smart questions, and there are fearful questions that you can ask yourself. A question like, or a repeating statement like, "I don't know what my purpose is. I, I don't know how I'm going to find out." If you keep repeating that, that's a great way to never find your purpose. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so you should question the. The repeating statements and questions that you ask yourself because some are completely disabling. Yeah. Why 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 do I keep attracting these losers? Why does it feel like that, I'm having the same that, relationship 50 times in a row? Terrible question. So, yeah. Yeah. So to kind of to Leah's point about about all that, it's like we get in our, our life not what we want, but we, we get what we are. So if like we continuously be fearful. We're going to continuously attract in our life more reasons to be fearful. So one of the things we help people do is visualize. Like visualization is such a huge component in creating a reality you want. It's like if you can visualize the life that you would love to live and then start stepping into it and walking around like you are that person, because that's what you become, that's what you will attract. Yes. Yeah, well... (laughs) And you, and you know, uh, here's, here's my thought on it. I went through that three-year period in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And, mm-hmm. and, and the corollary to that, which I've shared on several episodes, is that the benefit of the Business Creators Radio Show being my only form of marketing is I still had a client attraction tool. And what mm-hmm. was really cool about it is I was able to take up on a few interesting opportunities to test whether I wanted to get involved in certain businesses, whether I wanted to do certain types of work without having to do a damn launch about it and knowing that I could do it, enjoy it, decide that there weren't going to be any repeats and I don't have to add it to my autobiography either. Ah, and that's a nice way to look at thing and things. I feel like um, even, you know, that, that question of like, oh, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. I think yeah. translate that into a better feeling thought like, I'm exploring all of these things to figure out uh-huh. what I want to do. That's a great purpose. Mm. Some people don't know. So instead of saying, I don't know what my purpose is, make your statement. I'm exploring all these different things and defining my purpose. Yeah. That feels like it changes the whole quality of your emotional state into adventure and curiosity Mm. instead of confusion and lostness. Yeah. The other thing too, like to that point is we help people almost like forget who they think they are Mm. so that then they can create whoever they want to be because so often we're stuck in these stories. You know, this is, this is who I am. I'm Uh Kyle. This is me. I walk around and I'm Kyle. But when we, when we carry around this definition of who we are, it can almost prevent us from becoming whoever we want to be. So when we become nothing and nowhere at no time, we then have the ability because we're detached from everything in that moment, we then can become anything. You know how many of your um, heart-centered lovepreneur type friends of mine have over the years suggested to me that I take the time 
and write down for them in bullet point form a description of my ideal woman. Mm. And I couldn't freaking, I couldn't do it. I mean, uh, and, and I, and I was figuring out why can't I do this? Like, like, uh, like I, I know it's hot or not, and I've had enough experience (laughs) to know what I enjoy and what I don't and all the compromises and settlements I've made that I regretted. Uh, but, uh, but there, but there were two, there were two barriers. One of which was, you know, on the one hand, it's, you know, it's like, I can't say, well, I'm looking for somebody who's within this height range, this, this age range, uh, this color hair, this ethnicity or something like that, uh, this religion or this type of lifestyle, because how I, I mean, I like, I like different types of women for different reasons. I, I can't pick one. That's, that's, that's the first thing. And then, and then the second is, well, there are certain things I'm really looking for when it comes to, uh, relationship dynamics, sexual dynamic, and things like that. Do I really want to write this stuff down? (laughs) Do I really want to tell people about this? So paradoxically, it was me overcoming the barrier of being willing to share it. Mm. And, And when I became able to share it with pretty much anybody although i'm not going to like list my kinks on this show or anything like that um sorry can't do it uh, but, so uh but, but when i got to the point where i was able to be more open and comfortable about that the more created an attractive energy i believe that yeah. uh and and what and what got me to this point is and sometimes it's that little phrase that somebody says along the way, and that's why I encourage our listeners to tune into this show and just enjoy the mastermind feeling because occasionally there's that little phrase that jumps up. And this is one that somebody mentioned to me almost offhand, is like an afterthought. And they said, You know, you're not the only freak in the world. <laughs> yeah. And that got me thinking, wow. And then and then not too long later, somebody else came along and said, uh, this is my friend Elizabeth, actually, and she posted on her Facebook. She said, no matter what kind of weirdo freak you think you are, there's mm-hmm. somebody out there right now who's looking for just that thing. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's true. That's a great thought and a true uh-huh. thought. It's a big world. Yeah. So once I was able to do that, that created a breakthrough for me to begin explorations. And I've made some other interesting discoveries, which are just slightly beyond the pale of this podcast. Now let's translate this to entrepreneurship. Let's translate this to your career. Um, How do you really know unless you, and I'm, again, I just want to share my experience and get your thoughts on it. It's going to be the same thing. How do you know, unless you're able to remove or have removed your own inhibitions about sharing what is authentically at the center of your heart. How do you know what specifically? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like, uh, like, how, like, how do you know what type of job you want to have? What, how do you know what type of business you want to have? What do you know where you want to be in five years? That fa- that favorite interview question. And uh, you know, these day and age, with the way careers work, if your answer to the question is five years from now, I was like, I want to be promoted within this company. They probably shouldn't hire you. Yeah, I think it comes back to the feeling. You know, like yeah. what, what makes you feel good. So uh-huh. you start there and it's like, what are all the things that really make you feel um, whole, make you feel appreciative, write down all those things that embody that. And then that would be the type of job I would recommend people seeking is the jobs that make them feel um, the way they want to feel. Right. Yeah, um, you know, I, I made me think when you were talking about barriers to writing down your dream. In that case, it's your ideal woman. Yeah. I find when I work with people that they will more easily tell me their trauma than their dreams. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, I can, t- I can tell you right? about all those bitches that screwed me over. Yeah. <laughs> I can get, you can get me really fired up over that. But as, yeah. but as, but as, but as far but as far as the supportive life partner where we're going to raise each other up, oh, that's a blank slate. Mm. But yeah. I can tell you in detail how so-and-so did this and that. Or yeah. conversely, how, oh, goodness, I was in this relationship and boy, did I blow this one. Yeah. I can t- I mean, I can tell you about the traumas both ways extemporaneously and in detail with passion. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the truth is that, I mean, there's a vulnerability in sharing you know, especially like our deep traumas, but I find that there is nothing more vulnerable than 
telling your dream to somebody because I think the real truth is that you're afraid that if you actually say what you want, you'll have to admit to yourself if you're not getting it. Mm. Wow. Uh, that is that is something too. Now that now that you mention it, now yeah. that you mention it, that sort of came up to me. That came up yeah. for me when I got past the barrier of being able to be candid, you know, within my council of ministers of what it is I'm truly looking for. Mm-hmm. Then I looked at, okay, but I don't have that right now. And where do I find those kind of people? Right. Now, my now I I'm a, I'm a natural problem solver, which you know causes its own problem in relationships. We can, <laughs> we, can we can laugh and then you all laugh. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. My my yeah, my hypnotherapist uh, showed me a video once of it, it was a short. I think it was from some TV show, and this woman is complaining about how her head hurts, and she's with I think it's her husband or her boyfriend or somebody, and she's. And she just wants to talk about how her head hurts and she's looking for him to understand and to, and to commiserate and to, and to just let her know that he cares. And meanwhile, he just wants to point out so badly that she has a giant nail shoved in her forehead. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, so, so I'm, I myself, I'm the natural problem solver. I'm going to be the one, I'll be the one to say, well, you know, if we could just get that nail out of your head, you'd probably yeah. feel better. And that has caused me so many problems. Uh, and I, and you, we all laugh. We all know we're, what we're talking about here. Yes. So you know, what? Well, so one of my things is uh, if I find myself in a situation where I have a woman telling me her head hurts and I see a giant nail sticking out of her forehead, this is where I'm going to check and ask her what it is she's looking for. Mm. Yeah, you know, that brings me to uh, something else I wanted to just touch on is yeah. there's this guy, John Gray, who... Um, uh-huh talks about how men and women are just fundamentally different and men are problem solvers and women, like you said, just want to be heard. And so it's not, it's not universal. I have, I do have, I do have this one particular female friend who's a natural problem solver. Yeah. So well, it's not, of course it's, it's not every man and woman. Right. But I do, I do know from experience and from just living in the world, I do think that, we can all agree on some level of sanity that in general, there are tendencies of men and women. Uh-huh. We've gotten away from just accepting that where there's some sort of, there's some sort of socially unacceptable thing about even saying that men and women are generally different. Again, there's always outliers, but we can all get into, let's say a comedy show and laugh because there are these tendencies that men are like this mostly mm-hmm. women are like this mostly that's why we all laugh when you say the thing of a man and a woman and she wants to say that her head hurts and yeah. he wants to say that there's a nail in your head <laughs> yeah. It's because yeah. it's true so comedy has a way of showing you the truth we all know these truths and it is kind of i know you're about to say something about you were talking about john gray Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. So the reason why I wanted to bring up John Gray is because Leah and I, in, as a way to get people into the heart space, we've created this this place on Facebook called the Heart Coherence Collaborative, yes. uh-huh. where people come in and, and we do heart coherence meditations. We do these things called 21 day heart coherence challenges. And we have on special guests that teach about all these different things during those challenges. So we'll have John Gray, this relationship coach, come in. Um, and we'll interview him. We'll interview, you know, different um, musicians. But it's basically our way of celebrating the heart space while, like, talking about all these incredible things. Like, like, what do women and men want? You know, what <laughs> makes women and men different? What can I do to not get in arguments with women all the time? Because I keep telling her she's got a nail in her head, you know? So uh, that's, that's something I would love for all your listeners to come join us in the Heart Coherence Collaborative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the reason I brought that whole thing up, uh, I wasn't trying to get into the men are from Mars, women are from Venus, or whatever oh, yeah. that title is. Yeah. But what I wanted to illustrate, what I wanted to illustrate is that, um, well, yeah, and that is actually very relevant. I do believe that there are some 
barriers to people being willing to be candid about the fact that that stuff really does exist and it's natural right. and it's normal. Uh, but, but and, and it also applies to the individual human. Uh, I was on another podcast several months ago with my friend Andy Grant. It's called Real Men Feel. And mm. the purpose of that podcast is to share stories about masculinity. So mm. I've had a lot of views about the programming of what it means to be a real man. Mm. So have you ever so have you ever heard about how real men don't cry ever? Yeah, that's that's definitely like some uh some folklore. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of David Dida, The Way of the Superior Man? That's a really a great book that I recommend for for talking about like uh what it truly means to be like a spiritual alpha male and you know, yeah. feel what's meant to be felt and embody just uh it's more, you know, when it comes to women, um, it say a man's in a relationship with a woman, it's it's like providing her the security she needs and just being there for her, supporting uh-huh. her, you know. And, and it's more like how you handle your fears, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think that it swings one way or the other. Like, um, I mean, I, I do think myself, I'm looking for a a strong man, but I would never want to be with a man who didn't cry ever. I'll tell you this though. I'm not looking for a man who is as emotional as I am (laughs) for me, truly. Like I have these ways of, you know, I'll say the chemistry of a woman is unstable. It goes through like these cycles where there's like, you pass through these over emotional kind of places for most women. I would say it's the odd woman. I know that that doesn't have some variability in her personality and emotional life. Yeah. So this is all interesting. And I know we've gotten down this path. We love talking. No, 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 no. I think it's important. So I do too. And I'm talking about this more and more because I think that men and women are a little bit lost right now. Uh And we both individually um, go in the pathway of helping in the areas of masculinity and femininity. And what does that all mean? So this is really interesting conversation for me. Um, But I was starting to say, yeah, I don't, there's these ways in which it swings too far one way. Men are supposed to always be tough. Men are supposed to never cry. That I think is, is a toxic thought. I mean, obviously I've heard rumors that men are actual humans with emotions. (laughs) I I know. I know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I know. It's wild. Uh But, but there's a way in which I think that you can support feeling good as a man and a woman. Again, these are generalities, but I will say the women that I help, if they are living past their natural points of masculinity, and I would define that as like having to be overworked, not have enough happiness and relaxation, um, kind of like carry everything. I know a uh-huh. lot of people who do that. Mm. They are overwhelmed and stressed. And the men that I know that are not, and you could probably speak to this more, but I think there's, I know that there's a way in which chemically for a man, if a man doesn't have a purpose and somewhere he's going, he's not going to produce enough testosterone and will generally be depressed. So there's a oh, way. oh, 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 so that, so that's yeah. why, that's why I've been so much more aroused since I figured out my dreams. <laughs> that is, if you're, there I you think go. you're being, I, 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 I say that in humor, I say that in humor, but to surface your point. It's yeah, the truth. Yeah, it is the no, truth. it is yeah. the truth. So we have all of these teenage boys now who I think are a little bit aimless and have no purpose and are probably doing too much in the realm of the, like non physical activity and non purpose. And that they're uh, and that's why. Mm. Yeah. So, so there's a way in which you can really look at um, just what your actual natural set point is. And we help people in doing that because I do think there's some generalities. Like when we help people in business, 
Um, I tend to, I have a certain way that I help women in business. That's actually part of what I do individually. Uh And there's, there's a way that I think makes it so women are not so overwhelmed. And again, these are generalities, but there it's worked with everyone who I've worked with and with myself. Like when I created my business, do you know who David Goggins is? I have heard the name, yeah. Yeah, so he is a he's amazing. He's a uh, Navy SEAL, he's an ultra marathon runner, all this crazy stuff. And part of his book was, and I was just starting my business and I was trying to create a website, and he had a thing where he lost weight by having notes, post-it notes on his mirror that were like yelling at himself, you know, like you're fat, so get it together, <laughs> like stuff like that. Wow. So I have these, these post-it notes that I put on my mirror. That were all like assaulting me, kind of, and like saying, like, you know, do your website, you baby, like all this stuff. And it didn't, it didn't work for me. It made me feel more overwhelmed and yeah. not like doing anything. And so I started exploring. That's the time when I started exploring more about just being a woman and how women's bodies work well. And so I changed my approach to being more in the space of happiness and relaxation and creativity. And I'll tell you what, everything just kind of showed up to help me. And I was an open receiver instead of being me versus the world. And I have experienced that in my business. And then in the women's businesses that I've worked with that um, there might be something in general a little bit different about the way a man and a woman want to run their business to be best working with their system. And that's always on a spectrum, but I have found that tendency to be true. It was certainly true for me and it's been helpful right. for other women. Yeah. Uh, there are so many different <laughs> variables to all of this stuff and that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you and uh, we're you know we've been seeing more and more of a trend with our episodes of where we find the linkages between how we feel in personal pursuits and how they impact our entrepreneurial pursuits and vice versa. Mm. Of course. I mean you are your business. So if you're of course those would intersect and all the things I will say all your all your primal things, so all your childhood issues, your fears, they come up most in relationships. That's the, the biggest mirror. But business yeah. and money, I'd say, comes a close second to light up all of your primal issues. So the way you deal with clients will be based on how you feel about yourself, your worthiness. So if you don't have that solid inner place and solid emotional place that you're coming from, you'll be calling clients and not feel like you can ask for $300 an hour or whatever it is that you've set. Yeah. Light up the same issues that it does that get lit up when you're on a date. Uh Uh-huh. It's the same kind of stuff. It's all the primal fear stuff. Right. Uh, And with that, I mean, I think that's, yeah, this has been one of our really powerful and to me inspirational type interviews. So uh, it took a little bit of a different direction to what we <laughs> normally do here. And uh, believe me, I'm very ha- I'm very happy for that. We try and have some fun. I mean, we've had episodes where um, I was interviewed by a spirit medium about my friendship my friendships with dead people. Uh, wow. Then there was, then there was somebody we had a few uh, that we had on the show not too long ago where we discussed the correlations between sexual performance and entrepreneurial success and then we and then then we had one oh there's a there's another one what was it Uh, let's see we covered we covered ghosts dead people masturbation and there's one other one out there that is just really people look at this and say what this what's this doing on an entrepreneurial podcast and the point i want to make is these are important conversations to have because you can compartmentalize work and life as much as you think you can but the fact is that that's not really the case when it comes to the subconscious level and to the energetic level. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like I can, like I can say from 
eight to four, I'm going to work on my business and I'm going to serve only clients. And uh, I'm not taking any calls from any friends, any family. I'm not doing any personal social media or anything like that. And then from four to 10, I'm ignoring work and I'm all I'm doing is personal stuff. Right. Okay. Right. Even if you do go through those motions, it doesn't mean that you've compartmentalized the energies and the trends that go behind and beneath all that stuff. It certainly does not. It's, I couldn't agree more with what you said. It would be, I think it would be a delusion to think you could ever separate the two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this was so great. This was such a fun conversation. I love where this went. Yeah. So my final question, so my final thing is, is, you know, was we're here, here at the top of the hour. Uh, I, you know, somebody who's interested in learning more about the heart mass stuff or somebody who is interested in your type of guidance, because I believe there's a lot of resonant opportunity there. Um, how do they engage with you and what do they have to look forward to once they do? I would say definitely shoot us an email at coherence trainers at gmail.com for any, okay. you know, any questions you have, but we do so many different trainings. So we'll come in and we'll do two hour trainings for businesses, one hour trainings for businesses uh-huh. where we'll teach them heart math, we'll teach them reality creation. Um, on top of that, definitely have them check out the heart coherence collaborative um, where we literally are interviewing amazing guests, just like you're doing, but who, who I said are talking about all these topics that are just so um, important right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so that's facebook.com slash groups slash the heart coherence collaborative. And that, okay. that's a great way we're, we're going to be starting the next challenge in, um, on April 2nd. And then in the month of March, we're leading a bunch of people and we didn't get to talk about it as much with you, but the other side of this is really how your brain and body and gut are all working together in terms yeah. of just your wellness. So we are doing a group in March where we well, have- you're well. Who knows when somebody's going to be tuning into this? Uh, so oh, they could well, be listening yeah. a year from now. But tell us what you just yeah. tell us very briefly what you're up to, so people can see an example well, we'll of the types of things. Yeah, we'll be repeating this, but we are just doing a thing where we, in a group, it's coaching, and then we have these really beautiful wellness products that help bring your heart, gut, brain axis into alignment and just be transformed mind, heart, body. So we uh-huh. do that too. There's always going to be so much going on. If you go to the Facebook group, you can see what we're doing. Oh, great. Absolutely. Great, great, great. So we will uh, we will absolutely encourage our viewers to uh, to check that out. I really appreciate uh, everything that you have uh, everything that you have uh, shared with us here. So with that, uh, Kyle Boyd and Leah Rush, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, an education. <laughs> thank you so much for thank having you us. Thank you so much, and thank you for everything you brought to this. It was so cool to hear some real conversation. We trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.